0: Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike,
1: and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. So, 40 episodes, boys.
0: Big four zero. Are we over the hill yet? This episode is titled,
1: This is 40. Hopefully, we don't get sued. How think you going so far? We got 40 episodes in? I mean... A couple of big, big interviews?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we had Frank on, which we had wanted to do from the get-go, and I... And he, he wants us back,
1: which is pretty... Yeah, we'll bring him back well, soon. Well, say, he wants to come back.
0: We'll bring him back soon, yeah. Packers, once they make a couple moves, maybe after the draft.
1: So that means we didn't embarrass ourselves that bad where he was so ashamed that he didn't want to come back, so that's good.
0: And had Melvin Gordon on. I didn't expect that to yeah, happen Flash so Gordon. soon.
1: That was really awesome.
0: So I think we're doing all right. I'm sure uh, at some point we'll look back and still hate everything we said in the early episodes, but who cares? That's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. The process. The process. Trust the process. Is that we are trust in the
1: process. We're a lot the of process. quotes today. So, in uh, in honor of the 40th episode, I have a joke for you guys, or a riddle, if you will.
2: Okay, riddle me this.
1: If you you have to choose, you walk into a game show. It's a game mm-hmm. show. You have to choose between one of these three doors. Mm-hmm. You know what's behind it, but I want to know what you're going to choose. All right. So, door number one has a serial killer from 1984. He was ruthless and killed over a thousand people. Why 1984? Just in 1984, serial killer. Mm. Number two is a door of fire, and lava and heat. Or door number three, a door of ice and pain. Which door do you pick? Hmm. Sounds like a Game of Thrones riddle. Yeah, I don't. So like, we
0: have to pick one, huh?
1: Yep, you got to pick one. All right. There's spikes at your back. Slowly, you got to go through one the doors. Got to go through one.
0: I'm gonna take on the serial killer in an all-out brawl. All right. Does he have a weapon? Oh, oh yeah. I'm still going to take him on. I think I would take
2: the
1: cold and pain because being hot sucks. So funny part is my son actually asked us this for my my birthday party. (laughs) This this is your birthday riddle? (laughs) And he's like, like, I have a riddle for you, Dad. And he said this one. And both my dad and myself both picked 1984 serial killer because I thought I could take a 1984 serial killer. He's like, well, duh, Dad. He's dead. He was born been alive during 1984, so of course you'd want to pick that one.
0: That was the riddle?
1: Well is played, it? son.
0: What if he's like a, a strong 70-year-old man now? His old <laughs> man strength still.
1: Right, yeah. He might not
0: be dead. What if his weapon of choice is a gun? Hmm. Yeah. And from
1: 1894? Oh,
0: 18? 1894. Did I say 1984? Yeah. Oh, then it's
1: 1894. <laughs> oh, come on. I would have said that.
2: <laughs> Crushed it.
0: It's a-
1: <laughs> You'll be happy to hear this, that I butchered his his riddle. It's, a, it's oh, even written down a, for me to read. I can't oh, even read it's a it right.
2: Ghost. Start yeah. the podcast over. Corrections
1: thought, music. Corrections music is <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought in some way it was going to tie into like birth year or something. No. <laughs> like greatness was well, born in 1984 this guy
1: yeah i was also born in 1984
2: what about you
0: mike nope 83 so you're a different
1: different chinese animal
0: yes i am the (laughs) i believe i'm the the year of the pig i can't i think it is (laughs) i think i'm the year of the rat probably (laughs) Yeah, i think that's what we are (laughs) fitting rat and pig (laughs) 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 nothing cool like two two delicious animals
1: So another thing I actually want to talk about that it kind of drew my attention Friday as I was coming, going into work, I find it pretty frequently. I don't know if you guys do when you're going to work. There's people that are taking phone calls in common areas or they try to find a room and, and you can hear them talking. And where I work, there's a lot of people because they're on conference calls or or whatever else they're around with their teams um, talking through some technical problems. Why do we feel the need when we're on a phone? Clearly no one else is around or like people are walking by, but they're not involved with your conversation. To speak so animatedly with your hands, because I'm
0: Italian. No, oh, that's true.
1: You do the uh,
0: all the fingers bunched up and pointed in the air, and uh, shake, your, de shake your hand as you talk. <laughs> little, get to oh, you, the gul. you need the fresh mozzarella. mozzarella <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The gul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe you work with all Italians. No,
1: no, definitely not Italian. <laughs> oh, okay. But he was like he was talking through a very complex, or it sounded like a very complex technical problem with giant. Animated hands like that, nobody on the phone is going to be able to understand or get the inflection of. Is this, does it help boost your voice? Well,
2: what well, another thing is, nobody on the podcast is going to understand it either. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> why is this even a thing? Well, I mean, you guys can see no, it, so you can, it.
1: you can hear okay. my Andy energy is and really feel his, it. And I'm in my, my six, six foot five winged arms, but this guy. And it wasn't just him. I go upstairs, and there is two more in different locations. Now,
0: do these people have Bluetooth earpieces on, or are they holding their phone and doing one,
1: this? No, they weren't holding their phone, number one, because that would be, or, a very, or that'd be sp- very difficult.
0: Or speakerphone. Or? Uh,
1: one was he twice ripped out his, from his ears because he had earbuds that were actually connected into the phone, <laughs> and he twice ripped it out of his hand because he had his phone in one hand while he was doing crazy hand gestures. And he ripped him out of his ears. The guy upstairs had uh kind of like the l g ones around your neck yeah. in um, so that was a little bit more common, I guess, so he wasn 't restricted. but still, nobody on the phone is hearing or seeing what you 're doing, so that means nothing i think
2: what 's the deal <laughs> with
0: power supplies? <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> I think it must just be that that's how they talk
0: all the time. I'm They're sure very, it is. Very animated, and they can't turn it off. So my wife hates me because I am
2: wanna... on the phone though because I pace like I do that through I do that the that too. whole house, and sometimes I'll draw. My mom draws, so like <laughs> just draw on like mustaches on everything, whatever. But but yeah, I I pace.
0: Yeah, I do that too. It's I really find bad. pacing. I think is that's 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 a little more common. I think the the animated hands people. I think they must just do that all the time. And maybe they don't even realize it.
1: Well, I'm not, you're not in a conference room, in a board meeting, or whatever else with a bunch of people. Like nobody can see and, you, man.
0: And if you're getting so animated, you're knocking your earbuds. You need to go wireless. You're, I know. You're so well, animated, you can't
1: even handle a <laughs> cord connected to your phone. Yeah, because I stopped to watch him. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I, it was just hilarious. By the third time, I'm like, "Good God, man! Just, just stop doing it." Yeah, settle down, settle down a little bit. So one more thing before we move on to the actual probably topics that most people sort of care about. Everybody's skipping over this part. <laughs> How did everybody survive? Fall forward or spring forward? Fall back, spring forward. <laughs> no, no, time you, change.
2: You said it right the first time. <laughs> I fell forward. Yeah, I hate, I hate going forward. See, the thing about it <laughs> is I, I,
1: lo- I do enjoy the light being, being light out later, and I will appreciate this once we get to summer and I, my body's fully become acclimated with the change but when I go to sleep and I wake up at eleven forty five, which it was pretty crazy I needed to sleep it was my birthday weekend so the family let me sleep but I'm like oh this is only like 10 30 ish and I'm looking I'm like oh man it's 11 30 the whole day's shut.
0: <laughs> I still like it just because I get so excited about it being light out later I can handle that that lost hour but my yeah my sleep schedule is first of all I have the worst sleep schedule of all time like raccoons hopped up on red bull is my sleep schedule i'm up middle of the night and always sleep weird times so i don't know one hour loss doesn't really
1: well this is gonna really seem. screw me up later because i'm not i'm not a stranger to being up to like 130 anyway so now it's gonna be like oh 2:30s feels great until that alarm goes off and then
0: yeah i don't i don't envy you early morning guys that's why i work second shift it's just it doesn't it doesn't work for me So,
2: we've been tasking our listeners to send us their sports injury stories. We've read most of them off. We have one more entry. Entries are closed. Do not send us any more, please. I mean, we'll still enjoy them. I'll yeah, also well, read through true, them. Yeah. But send us other questions, too. Questionable to return.com slash mailbag. I'll get that right <laughs> one time.
1: It's like the internet's new I for can't, Pete. Like, <laughs>
2: I don't understand it. They should just remove no. the dot .com. They removed no. the HTTP yeah. and
1: WWW. So. Yeah,
0: Dal, do you need a WWW in there? Is that how the internet works, though? No, you, you don't, don't, need don't need the WWW.
1: The WWW. It's a no. wild, there's wildcards? Wildcard addresses?
0: Is that what the W stands for? No. World, no. Wild World Wide Web. Oh, Worldwide Web. Most people don't know that. Worldwide Web.
2: Wild Wild West? Wild, Jim wild West?
0: Desperado. Rough, rough Rider, rider? you None. know, don't want another. None <laughs> of this. Six gun in this. <laughs> Buffalo Soldier, it's just like I told you. Oh, we're getting jiggy with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we have hot four minutes, minutes five. of usable material so Probably. far.
2: <laughs> so we have one more story left. How about you read that, Andy, before we announce our winner?
1: So this one is actually included in the, in the drawing for the, the lovely hat. So Gabe's mom...
2: If you don't know Gabe, he uh, had the injury where he had his career ended for college football with his shoulder.
1: So she writes in and says, uh, "So this is a prequel to Gabe's dislocated shoulder story." Oh, so she's coming right in okay. to talk about Ooh, talking prequel. a little bit more history. I think the, the prequel. So I'll very George Lucas of her. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Gabe never really had horrible injuries considering his speed and impact of being a full Mack truck, which I think we can attest to. He, he's a large human being. But in high school, his shoulders began dislocating. First, the right became unjointed during a football game. I didn't realize what the trainer was adjusting until after the game. Gabe showed no grimace or squealed no cries. After the game, just was told his shoulder popped out and was popped back in. No worries. Now, I'm not a worrywart mom, but I didn't run Gabe to the doctor. He practiced the next week and played on Friday. First of all, that's impressive. Yeah. That's, I mean, if my shoulder dislocated, I think I might take a little spin by the dock just to make sure there's no issues.
2: I mean, that was back then, back in the day. You know, 2000, what, seven? I don't think if his shoulder dislocated
1: (laughs) now he would even go. So, ugh. He practiced next week and didn't play on Friday. Coach gave him a shoulder gizmo, I think that's a technical term, to wear during the game. Kind of looked like a shoulder girdle. He played the game in his usual intensity and no further incidents. Well, until the Beloit Memorial Playoff game. During the third quarter, Gabe tackles a runner and then goes behind the bench, lays on the ground, and then flip-flops like a dead fish. (laughs) That's a good visual. Yeah. First of all, the fish can't be dead, so it's just flip-flopping like a fish out of water. Correct. Good call, Andy. Flip-flops like a fish.
0: Who does she think she is making that kind of mistake? Me? (laughs) That's the kind of stuff I do four four times a podcast. Any one
1: of us. After the game, I asked him why he was doing that. He said, that's how I get my shoulder back into place. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Let's just have a visual. A flip-flopping person on the sideline in high school. Anybody nobody thinks this is like nuts, but it's just like, oh that's just oh. how I get it back oh. in. No, it's just Gabe. How many tries did it perfect that thing? I don't know. If
2: you watch Lethal
0: Weapon, that's what I feel like it's
2: like. He pops it's his shoulder out or does, in.
0: There's no telling a coach or anything, help him out. No one oh. no one doesn't know. Just no. do it on your own. It's, okay.
2: It's just
1: Gabe. Yeah.
2: Just
0: let him do it.
1: Well into the doctor. He, well, into the doctor he went next the next week. He was diagnosed with genetic condition of the tendons being very stretchy so he <laughs> continued to play football wearing the same shoulder girdle and flipping flip-flopping like a fish on the sideline wow oh, he went Didn't, to college do you know <laughs> if he did that during college years did, did any of these issues happen during college Do you know uh, i don't remember so, honestly i don't
0: that's that's Good impressive story. that he kept playing can we have gabe talk to kevin king the Packers cornerback? Oh, yeah. Because Kevin King has problems with his shoulders. They pop up. Pop, I think his one. it's one in particular pops out of place constantly. Maybe Kevin King needs to go to the sideline, do the uh, fish out of water routine. Fish out of water. And go right back in the game.
1: I mean, it sounds, it. sounds I mean, simple. It's like same
0: thing. Sim- I guess the Packers tried a harness last year that was unsuccessful. So he needs a new technique. Maybe Gabe could be his personal coach. Yeah. We just cut to Gabe, like instructing him on how to perfectly roll around until you feel it go back in the place. Gabe could be
2: his Mr.
1: Miyagi. Yeah. (laughs) Like a personal trainer or something. Ugh. Seems nuts. So, first off, we want to thank all of the wonderful listeners that actually sent their stories and, and contributed to said giveaway.
0: Yeah, I especially liked the variety of stories. We had everything from college football to bowling. Uh, like kickball It could be anything Seems like everyone has some story Where they've hurt themselves Doing just yeah. the most routine What seems like the most routine fun activity
1: I like how there was a lot of Not good adult supervision Or like the 7 on 7 drill Where there had coaches That were high school students That were in charge of Hey when kids got injured just You would you'd take a look at them And tell them whether they should play or not
0: yeah, there's no stopping kids from getting hurt. Like we were saying, playing playground football. I mean, I would do that almost every day in the summer, play baseball or football in the playground. And, yeah, people get hurt every so often. We'd go knock on the door and say, hey, uh, you know your son? He uh, His arm doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. <laughs> do you have time to go to hospital if you're not busy?
2: <laughs> yeah. Then they'll they'll get older, like us, and just bend over and you know strain their neck or hurt their wrists somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. people are just trying to lift weights and be healthy the
0: listeners can't see me holding up my wrist brace for my yeah. strained
2: wrists i have my arm taped up because i have tennis elbow for some reason which i work at a desk i don't know how that would happen <laughs> um how many games of tennis have you played zero i've never played tennis in my life <laughs> so i have no clue oh, how that happened
0: you never played Wii tennis Oh, maybe. Did you get it from playing Wii? <laughs> oh, maybe. Wii? <We>. Yeah. <laughs> Wii? What? That's like
2: 20 years ago. You still could have heard it there. I could have, yeah. 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 That could have been the start
1: of it. Yeah. Tendonitis. The starting of the tendonitis. Just exposed itself when it, 10 years later.
0: Just prepares kids for when they turn 33. That's when I went downhill. Yeah. that's. I'd say I've noticed more physical problems yeah. in the last couple of years, so... Good times getting older. Can't wait for 40s, 50s, 60s. Oh,
1: man. I remember we were playing pickup games and I just took a, a, a right step bounce pass, like reach out bounce pass. And I felt like my whole back give out and went to a <laughs> knee and couldn't get back up again. I had to get yeah. carried off.
2: Oh, no, that's fun. Or like when we were playing pickup basketball and the one guy just tried to run a little faster and tore his calf.
1: Yeah, yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah, get he also had to get carried to his car. To his car.
2: <laughs> oh, man. There's been some Ugh. really good injuries in our life. I'm sure we'll have more.
1: Yeah, he he was out for what, six months? And I took, it took me almost a year to get my back back into a and shape where it didn't hurt every day.
0: I'm not trying to compare us to professional athletes because we're by no means in that shape. I but, mean, but just one <laughs> yeah, of Close. Close. When when you realize how much your body starts to break down in your 30s, it's impressive when someone like Tom Brady can play in the NFL in his 40s. I'm shocked. Because think of all the hits. Yeah, think all the hits those guys have taken. Well, even
1: it's it's unbelievable. We even like Pete's tennis elbow. Bartolo Colon, still still throwing. Bar- Bar- Bartolo Colon, he just
0: tweeted out a picture of him drinking beer shirtless out on a boat. I that guess. guy has the life. He's That's the how he gets in shape for baseball. He doesn't need spring <laughs> training. He said beer's out on a boat. Yeah.
1: So without further ado, insert drum roll music. What? Christmas was,
0: vacation? I'll oh. probably put a real drum roll in. Oh. <laughs> If you guys see Christmas Vacation? That's what the father-in-law does.
1: Come on. Like it's a fake outboard. This
0: is our movie quote episode. <laughs> I nominate episode 40 as the most off-the-rails episode yet. <laughs> I'm on a roll tonight.
1: So winner of the sports injury story, Chasing History, Brewer's Hat Giveaway is, now this is random, Randomized, completely randomized. Yeah. So this Says. isn't by order of. We enjoy one story over another. I it's enjoyed completely them all. random. We enjoyed them all. Greg, Greg's story about the first day of summer vacation following his junior year of high school, where he tore his ACL.
0: Yeah, the very unfortunate way to start a summer.
1: Yeah, break. we Worked a summer job before actually getting it. Well, little
0: did he know it would all be worth it
1: because <laughs> he'd get a Brewers hat. Yes. So, so Greg, look for a, an email from one of us. Trying to get your, trying to get to Hopefully, you'll give us your your mailing address so we can send you your brand new chasing history brewers hat.
0: Or if you
1: are uh, uncomfortable
0: giving us your mailing address, just let me know. Um, a bridge I could throw it a duffel bag with a hat in it out, out of as I drive by. <laughs> <laughs> you'll pick it up. Nothing sounds wrong
2: with that. Make yeah. sure it's it's black, a black <laughs> bag, and it's like looks like a head almost. Put a fake head in there. Put the hat on it. So.
1: <laughs> so, what do, so what do we want the rules to be? So I have, I have a randomized order of who is the backup in case Greg doesn't respond back. So if we don't get a response from Greg from how long? How long are we going to give him to respond back to our? It's three hours. <laughs> it goes on to plan B. Um, I would say from
0: the time the episode goes up onto iTunes, he has, yeah, an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully you're listening. Yeah. Maybe a week. We'll see. We'll see how generous we're being. No, but in all seriousness, congratulations, Greg. Uh, look for that email and... We'll get that that head out too.
0: All right, so let's run through a uh, few of the sports stories in the last few days. Uh, first of all, this one just happened today. Alex Hornibrook has a team, Florida State. It's impressive. We, yeah, I didn't. It, I was thinking where he'll play tight end. No, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> I was thinking smaller school. I was kind of surprised to see uh, Florida State. Their quarterback uh, from last year, DeAndre Francois, was kicked off the team. Right. So they did need a quarterback. Their coach, uh, Willie Taggart, said he had a plan in place to bring in a uh, grad transfer. And little did we know it was actually going to be Hornerbrook. Yeah, quite interesting, though, is that
2: James Blackman still on their squad, sophomore right I believe. I believe so, but he started some some games yeah. for them. But they've also brought in a lot of walk
0: walk-ons and transfers, actually. So he's not guaranteed a starting job. No, he's he's the most experienced. True, I guess that's true. You would think it's his job to lose, but he certainly could lose it in spring. Yeah, because he had the awesome, well, we'd say awesome sophomore year where he had twenty five touchdowns, and like fifteen interceptions.
2: Well, I don't know three two thousand something yards or almost three thousand. But last year he was, I don't know, quite quite inconsistent. Obviously, he had a couple injuries.
0: so He would have his injuries were a problem. He would have his usual just once or twice a game of throwing a ball up for grabs. It, I think his his arm just, he, he lacks arm strength about as much as any quarterback I can remember watching. Good old noodle arm. Uh, yeah, he makes Chad Pennington look like Brett Favre. <laughs> the way he floats balls. But what's interesting is... Uh, the ACC was pretty weak last year. I know Clemson won it all, but the only other ranked team they had was Syracuse at 15, so he's probably going to an easier conference. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Would you talk about that like a decade ago? You'd never, I don't know if you'd even say that.
0: Yeah, so he has that going for him, and Florida State was 5-7 and seven last year and only 3-5 and five in conference. Do you think that puts more or less pressure on Hornibrook? The fact that they had down year. I think it's more pressure because he's coming from the Badgers
2: and he's going to Florida State. I think they would expect and he's shown that he can win with the Badgers though. I, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of kind of on both sides, I guess. But I would I would say I would lean towards more pressure.
1: I think it's more pressure because I think he's gonna have to throw more. Yeah, that's true. That's true,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't rely on handing off thirty <laughs> 35 times a game.
1: I don't think he's going to have the offensive line he had.
0: Yeah, without really knowing Florida State's team.
2: Uh, granted, we don't really know for sure yeah. their running game and whatnot, but,
1: say good, say but say still. I say good shot by him. At least he's going to a much better weather climate, number one. That is a big plus. I'd rather go to Florida, go into fall and winter.
0: I guess looking at pressure wise, Florida State is just one of those programs. Expectations are high year in year out even with That's them true. having such a down year i think fans probably just won't want to hear that they're kind of retooling things and trying to build it back up it'd probably be a lot of pressure to win so
1: i think a job by him i mean he goes to another at least a de- another decent yeah, football powerhouse
0: power, power conference and a, a power school so
1: i definitely didn't think the like, guy. I, I think we talked about earlier we mentioned earlier that we thought he maybe go to a smaller school or a little bit smaller conference and, yeah. and no he goes directly to the acc and then
0: well, he made the odds forever be in his favor. Yeah, something to keep an eye on next year. So let's move to baseball. The Blue Jays today facing Bryce Harper brought out a shift that I don't think I've ever seen before. Eric Sogard, everyone's favorite Brewer's player with glasses. Glasses. Is uh, is on the Blue Jays. Rex specs. He was playing third base. Nerd. And he moved to left field when Bryce Harper was up to bat. They played a four-man outfield and a three-man infield, and all the infielders were on the right side of second base, leaving a huge gaping hole at shortstop. Do you? <laughs> I mean, do you think shifting is getting too crazy for baseball? No. No. I do you want still... to? Do you want to see more of this this season?
1: I think this. I think this purely shows how hitting has completely changed in Major League Baseball. There's no longer, I think, the fundamental hitters are solid hitters that can actually take a ball and drive it to left or right
0: yeah where are the wade boggs of the world when he went to boston Tony Gwynn, like those guys wade boggs said we went to boston he's like oh i have to learn to hit opposite field because if i can hit balls off the green monster it's a guaranteed you know at least single every time mm-hmm. and that the days of that just seem long gone it's like go up there and swing for the fences although i feel like yelich braun and kane can all they spray the spray
2: the ball around pretty well so there are players out there. I would, I would stay, I would still say, but I yeah. think, I think the whole art of like bunting and moving guys over, that's gone. Yeah, your big, so, po-
1: yeah, your big powder hitters. Like even for us, like like Jesus Aguilar and even those guys like Mustakis, those all get they get big power shifts over, and, and they can't seem to hit out of them. Yeah, they'll hit right into them. I'm Just like, oh, just take that ball to the left, please.
0: I know Bryce Harper's getting such big money to hit home runs and be in the heart of the order, but it seems like. Some of these guys could just get free hits by bunting.
1: Yeah. yeah. If, if you could bunt well down. Especially the, in spring training, like whatever. I would have just slapped one down. That's what that just shows I'm like I don't know. Is he capable of it? Because if he when gets, was the last time Bryce Harper was told to
0: bunt? That's true. Maybe he just doesn't practice. These guys don't practice bunting ever. Because if he got a single or a walk, you'd be happy. Well, what if you just bunt for a single? Right. He'll probably do it a couple times this year. You would think doubt so, it. But maybe just try to— Just a surprise. If, if you do it sometimes, maybe teams then think twice about this shift. But I, I think it would come down to the
2: situation, though, if he's going to bunt, because let's say if there's one out, a man on, well, there's not going to do that shift, but if there's one out, nobody on, I would want him to hit. But if there's two outs, why don't you take that risk and bunt, try to get on base, start a rally?
1: So in it, full suspense, so they made the shift, and then what they do? Ended up walking him. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> even get to see what happened. But I wonder if uh, if this
0: is a copycat league, if we'll see some four-man outfielders now. Kind
2: of interesting thing, though, with Harper is quite the spectacle in Florida. He um, came out to fresh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air music.
0: I do have to say, that's pretty
2: great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well played. So in other baseball news, Brewer's news, that is, Jimmy Nelson... He just threw a simulated game, and he's supposed to uh, make his spring training debut this week. Uh, do you guys think he'll be ready for opening day?
1: So given that, what, opening day is what, the 28th? Yeah. Uh, is the Cardinals? About 20-something days, or under 20 days, I think. Yeah, so about 18 days from today, so a little over two weeks from when he actually gets live game. Um, I'm gonna hold up all judgment until I see him actually in that live game. That's a good point. See how he goes and see how how far you can kinda get. I guess I'm
0: just a little surprised that they're taking it so easy with him. I thought given all the talk last year of will he play, won't he play at the end of the season, that there'd be no doubts about his health by spring training. But we're still waiting to see him. I guess in all fairness, like Brandon Woodruff just finally pitched in spring training for the first time, I believe, today. So,
1: and most yeah. of the big three didn't actually play the game until last week either, so yeah. a lot of them are held out a decent amount. And I think he's still trying to build up that that stamina and strength to get it to the point where you actually feel comfortable. throwing in a game where he'll actually pitch more than three three innings or something.
0: Yeah, it's probably a kind of case-by-case basis how much work you actually need in spring training.
2: So that's what I was going to kind of mention, his strength and all that, because he was throwing 90-91, to McCalvey said which is below his velocity before the injury, which was 94 miles per hour. So Kratz did, say, threw a couple pitches in 93, 94, so they'll want him to get up to that speed. Yeah. So therefore, it's just a strength and velocity issue. And he still has a lot of work to do, possibly, to get that strength back up. I think he's on the DL to start for, like, maybe 15 days, and then they'll probably see how it goes. But uh, I, th- I think we'll see him. By April would be my guess, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about all that stuff. So
0: barring any setback, I think I think he'll be still before June, I would say, obviously. Oh, yeah. And speaking of another guy who could start on the DL, Jeffress. He's had shoulder issues, but uh, he's supposed to start throwing again this week. But they said there's no rush to get him for opening day. It might actually work out in the Brewers' favor if Nelson and Jeffress start on the DL because it gives them a little more time to sort out pitching. Oh, yeah. There are, there's a lot of pitching decisions to be made. Yeah,
2: you could stick, uh like, Burns or, or Peralta in that starting spot just to see mm-hmm. how it goes for a couple of weeks. Burns did pitch on Saturday or Sunday, I believe, and he kind of was roughed up against the Cubs. He, I think he gave up five runs, only two earned, but, he's but had we'll a, see.
0: He's had a very rough spring training. Yeah. He gave up 15 hits and nine in a third inning so far, so... I don't know. I don't always put too much stock in the spring training. A lot of, a lot of players are trying different things and trying to
2: adjust certain things. Like, like Braun is adjusting his hitting. Mm -hmm. So he's not hitting as good, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into spring training. So to, to actually like develop and see how these guys are, are advancing their careers, I guess.
0: I've heard some pitchers even say, you know, they're working on a particular pitch, like if you're working on your curveball, that they throw They'll it like, just every like, pitch like four or five times as much right. as you'd ever throw it in the regular season in spring training. So yeah, sometimes guys just give up some long balls. But one little piece of positive news, Brewers beat the Cubs today, and they took the spring training series 2-1 to one over the Cubs. I know it's meaningless. That's not, meani- not meaningless. Not, not meaningless, not, no. Not for me. Never meaningless. <laughs> Take that, Cubs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Moving into the Bucks team, so they win a big game against the Pacers. Going into that game, this was a good showdown of, what, the third seed in the East. Um, good kind of representation, good energy to get ready for, for the postseason. Uh, the team kind of struggled a little bit, I shouldn't say struggled, but they kind of came neck and neck with the Pacers until the second half and really kind of pulled away, and I think agree that the, the catalyst moment was the foul or the no-call foul on Giannis, that led to some beast polite mode, polite talking to the referee <laughs> that got him teed up, and then from that he went to complete, as Pete mentioned, beast mode.
0: He sometimes has those games where he he kind of just gets like angry. He kind of goes with like that that mean mug face, and yeah, he's fired up.
1: Yeah, I think he
2: scored what ten points after we, that stretch. <laughs> after yeah, I think. That?
1: Yeah, I think because the, they went on a thirteen straight. nothing run. And I think he scored at least 10 of that. I think it was 10. but looks And, like and even like when it, like the idea he did that, he did the fastest spin move I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that and was crazy. And made him look foolish. And then immediately back on the other end of defense, went and swatted the ball away. From Turner. It was insane. You know, the Pacers get talked about all the time as Oladipo, but
0: I gotta say, Miles Turner is a really, really good player. Solid. He probably doesn't get enough credit, but that's some of the reason the Pacers are still good. I really respect his game but even with him he's a defensive presence Giannis still was a force in that game we got our our all-stars showed up big time yeah Batman and Robin were back back for that yeah probably Middleton probably had his best game in a while he had had some rough games shooting wise he had 27 points good to see Giannis did normal Giannis things yeah home cooking Vincenzo was back yeah, was I, almost, nice. I almost forgot about DiVincenzo. Yeah. We've gone so much of the season without him. So speaking of DiVincenzo, they
2: played against Charlotte, of course, Saturday, and he was Mr. Hustle. Did you guys watch? Yeah. Did, Man, yeah. it was pretty amazing watching him just dive all over the place and hit three-pointers. It was I, I just couldn't believe how good he was. He had 11 points, 4 for 7 from field goal. Just all the hustle plays, 3, per, three for 6 from three-point land.
1: Yeah, that's but nice to see.
2: You don't see the hustle plays on... Uh, on the tally board for for stats wise, right. and
1: we we saw like there was a couple of plays back to back where he like hustled and saved a ball, then got the ball off a save, and then the one where he he picked I forgot who it was though, but he dove out of bounds trying to save. The, I yeah. mean it's all that stuff like it was back to back to back, just completely bringing energy. I think between him and Conanton, I think those are kind of like your your guys you bring in just to kind of give the the team a boost, different energy because yeah that they Charlotte was was beaten by
2: I believe over ten in that first half and then they kind of just took over in the second half again. Yeah, in that first
1: half they were down by 14 at one point. Yeah. They just completely took over.
2: Lopez just went
1: crazy against Frank the Tank. That's he had
2: true. 12 points in the paint.
1: Yeah, so I just want to go ahead and give one of these. Yeah, there you yeah go. do you like I think s- I've been complaining about not again. This is, I, I love his game and the idea that he has he's that versatile where you can play inside outside game. But I was just I was looking I always enjoy these games where you completely see him destroy a team inside an undersized because a lot of teams are going to go small and just to see him be able to go out and defend and also just destroy a smaller lineup inside where he'll, he scored what th- only three of his 22 points were from beyond the arc so
2: yeah 18 uh and he had 18 in the third quarter none were threes so he, got, he, he really
0: dominated the dominant inside 10 got, for 10 from free throw yeah, line. so he's not a liability I got to it. the lineup. you like the let's see a little vintage Brook lopez when he was a cent- uh, all-star center well, not, I like that he mixes so. it up. Then it keeps the defense, you know, on their toes. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing that you said with
2: Charlotte. They go small a lot, and they kind of have played the Bucks so well all year. And I, that's a team I don't want to face in the playoffs because, I'm not saying they're going to beat us in a seven-game series, but you just, they do. Pes- they're kind of pesky, and they stay small. Would you stay say ahead they're, of the they're like a hornet? Oh, pesky <laughs> hornets! Got to get some bug
0: spray. But lame I do dad know, joke. No, that's good. That's good. I do know what you mean, though, about even if a team you're confident the Bucks are going to handle them in a series, you want the series that's going to be the least of a grind, a team right. that's not going to grind them down every game, and maybe, you kind of
2: want to just get out in five, almost. Yeah,
0: and get a little rest, and then kind of
1: get ready for the real playoffs round two. But not, yeah, not to be Captain Contrarian, I understand completely where you guys are coming from, and and I, and I generally agree. But I think when it comes to playoff time, this Bucks team wins wins the series in four.
2: Yeah, they could. I just
1: don't see. I mean, this is a prime example. Like you have, you have a team that's completely on the verge. They need to win every game to try to keep that eighth spot or get back into the eighth spot. So you were getting everything they possibly could in this game.
2: Oh, and they did in the
1: first half. And you saw it a little bit, but then you just saw a team that's like, okay, enough's enough, guys. And then they win by what, seventeen?
0: That's true. And these two wins were home games, so I guess maybe I'd be slightly worried about losing like one road game. But the Bucks have been hot on the road too haven't they yeah so they before they played the pacers they had a 25 game stretch
2: where 18 games were on the road and they actually went 20 and 5 versus the east they were 13 and 2 which is pretty amazing against your own it's pretty great they were 7 and 3 against the west they were number one in rebounding number one defensive rating in that stretch that 25 game stretch which is pretty awesome and then thinking of clutch stats I guess last 5 minutes 5 point differential or less they were 9 and 3 in in those games second in the NBA and the only thing that worries me is with those clutch stats in the last, that 25 game stretch and even in the full season they they were ranked 20th to 26th in free throws in the last 5 minutes so that kind of bothers me a little bit and I, we've kind of talked about that but but that tough stretch of 25 games with 18 games away I mean that's that's impressive that really shows you how good this team is and more team more people need to be talking about this team and as a serious contender to take on the Warriors
1: yeah I mean 27 and 5 at home best in the league and then you also have a 23 and 12 is also a best in the league on the road
0: the road record is what I love to look at because there's so many teams that just aren't good on the road and you know teams like Philadelphia they have a good record, but they're a 500 road team. It's really just like the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Warriors are good on the road, and every other team is like mediocre. Right. So if you can win on the road, that really does kind of separate you from the pack.
1: Yeah. So those records that even include. I mean, we we lost one by seven tonight against San Antonio. That was a tough, like turn and burn after a late start yesterday against the Hornets. NBA was, set them up for a loss and, and get them not to cross country. But definitely vertically across the country. I yes. blame
2: I blame the bats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was hilarious. But kind of speaking to this record team before we de- like dive into it a little bit deeper. The San Antonio Spurs team is a twenty six and seven team at home, so it leaves a little bit more credence that this is kind of one of those. It's one was a tough matchup. Uh, a good coach team. I'm okay.
0: No, yeah, but, I I'm totally it, a back to back with the time change. That's rough. Yes, speaking about the the home road splits, yeah. the The Spurs are the perfect example. That's an amazing home record, but they're ten games under five hundred on the road. <laughs> yeah, there's... I don't know. It's something. It's like Pete just mentioned the bats. I believe the bats attacking opposing I mean, teams on. probably help.
2: It's just chaos. The yeah. refs it's had they're... to go back to the film to check, check <laughs> what happened before the bats came. It's like,
1: ooh, this this game's getting a little bit out of hand. And there, cue the bats
0: the, where i mean it showed their coyote or whatever he is mascot yeah. in a batman costume but where was the net i thought they he had the net he
1: had the net no, oh he did We had the fishnet next wait, wait
0: he has
2: a batman costume on we all know batman is not afraid of bats he lives L- with the bats well he's supposed he's to one with the bat.
0: lure the bat over to him for safety and then take it out of the arena and let it go yeah that's that's what he does. Okay.
1: Well, on a side note, his his <laughs> costume had a malfunction. He had one of his one of his eyes was covered with his. Yeah,
2: he lost an eye. Yeah, the, had to go uh,
1: fix that for him. <laughs> Post wardrobe. I know it, this is really important
2: to the Bucks run, so we have to talk about the bats.
0: It was like when uh, a NFL player has to have a teammate pop his uh, shoulder pad back under his jersey. <laughs> or Has to get, that, get the grass out of his helmet because yeah, he doesn't know the mascot. <laughs> Your mask is all messed up. <laughs>
2: uh, oh man! But yeah, he took a nice. Nice little stance
0: <laughs> waiting
2: for the bats to come. Man, that was crazy.
1: I think that actual uh, the pause of the game helped the Bucks a little bit because I think San Antonio was starting a little bit of a run and then it kind of paused a little bit, allowed us to actually get back up by one. As well, we l- ended up losing. but
0: Yeah, as long as none of the Bucks are out for the season with rabies, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay that we
1: lost. Bat bites. So I just
0: got one little question. Do you think a guy like DiVincenzo, based
2: off of what he Done the last couple of games can, can kind of get a little part in the playoffs. That's tough. It's tough with the shorter lineups, I
0: would think. But it's nice to see him rookie year doing doing things the way he's doing. I say considering he's a rookie and he missed most of the season, no.
1: I don't think so either. I think I think Pat will probably get a first up if you are going to give somebody that opportunity. I, I guess I can, I'm a little bit more interested or concerned that DJ Wilson has basically disappeared since like. Paul yeah. Gasol oh. came on the team. I don't think
0: DJ's going to play. Yeah. Much. I think looking at the playoffs, they probably want to go with a set nine-man for sure rotation, which I would think then means Hill, Ilyasova, Miritich, and Snell. And then I think is your kind of in case of emergency guys are Gasol and Connaughton. Interesting enough, though, Ilyasova's been playing way less minutes
2: than That's his average. True. He didn't play tonight. His minutes are Sunday night are down,
0: Spurs. and Connaughton's kind of, kind of on a little bit. But George yeah. Hill's been hurt. True,
2: Connaughton. Yeah, he played twenty five tonight. He was perfect from the field with fourteen points. But, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. They can go with so many different lineups, and I think it's really
0: just matchup based. Yeah, they're deep. That's a huge plus for the Bucks. Is how deep they are.
1: Yeah, I think Connaughton, like we said, Connaughton gets that first up. I think he's a little bit bigger, so can get him body up a little bit taller. A bigger guy can kind of play that that stretch two. yeah
2: but Jalen Rose doesn't consider them deep so maybe they're not deep the I other
1: think. part I, I really get frustrated and and it's still the same thing where you had LeBron I think going against James Harden so it was the battle of James is the two James is that if you had to pick one person that the league was scared about to start a franchise around and they said Ooh, LeBron James and then the big argument was like I think it's a different James against James Harden and I'm like you guys are insane
0: you're forgetting one guy Giannis James <laughs> Oh. Ante Takumbo, That's his last name. I, I always forget it. Giannis. Giannis. I just, I just
1: love that even now, they still can't get the respect of anyone. Good. Yeah. It's just insane. I don't want no respect. I want them to keep that chip on their shoulder for the whole playoffs. That's true. Playoffs. That's true. Give us a, a bulletin board material. So speaking of going from good teams to mediocre teams, Antonio Brown was traded to, I think, You guys called it? No, Mike called it. Okay, Mike called it. Swami over here. I said the best way to punish Brown would be to send him to the Bills or Raiders. And he was rumored (laughs) to go to both. So originally they had a deal in place for the Bills until Antonio Brown said he would never play for Buffalo. And then he was shipped over promptly to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick.
2: You know, I don't really like this NFL that being punished is going to the Bills or Raiders. I really liked the
0: punishment of going to the Browns. That's true. That's true. Things have really flipped because Bill Belichick, he had that down to a science of banishing guys to Cleveland. But maybe he'll start banishing guys to Oakland slash makes It
1: makes sense to get banished to the black hole. Well, I like how he completely still to this day holds holds a grudge against the the Cleveland front office because he's just like, get rid of me? Okay. I'll make you the worst franchise ever, and I'm going to ship all my rejects there.
0: What I don't like about this current NFL is how NFL.com was reporting the Bills trade and they were talking about it on the oh radio gosh, Friday night. Yeah. And then come Saturday morning, I wake up, and everything I heard was irrelevant because right. it didn't happen.
1: Well, it, was, it wasn't it was done. It was a done deal, and, and, and Tony Brown's just like, I am playing there. yeah, Just not playing there. Yeah,
0: don't blame him. What's interesting, though, with this trade yeah, is... You,
1: you don't want to go from a, a what you think is a bad situation and go to an even worse situation. So
0: Yeah, the Bills probably have the worst skilled
1: players in the NFL. So at least they got a West Coast...
2: The Raiders were four and twelve last year.
0: But still West Coast. But I'd rather play there. I know the things aren't hand in hand exactly, but the Raiders did get rid of Amari Cooper, a third round pick, and a fifth round pick, and in return they got Antonio Brown and a first round pick. As a whole, they did all right that trade. But are they gonna have a quarterback yet?
1: Derek Mm -hmm. Carr. That is the. What well, does not think he's a quarterback. So there has
0: been rumors that they could even spend their first round pick on a quarterback. On if Kyler Murray doesn't get picked or potentially Dwayne Haskins, but the Raiders probably need pass rush more than anything. Here's a, this is like closest to the pin. Can wait one second. Can I just say a couple things about Carr?
2: Sure. So he had career highs and completion percentage, yards. And sack percentage. <laughs> he was sacked fifty one mm. times. Mm, that's so interesting. eight eight percent of the time he was sacked. Yeah, his whole team didn't believe him in him anymore. He did so. have a career low in touchdowns, but I think Amari Cooper gone kind of affected that. What about so.
0: Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook there, former Packers? I don't know. I'm not sure what happened. Mm. I guess, uh,
2: yeah,
1: Jordy had career lows. Yeah,
0: yeah I think he had 64 catches.
2: Yeah, Jordy did
0: start to look his age, unfortunately.
2: Well, that's another another question about Antonio Brownies, He's 31 in July. So, anyway, on uh, to your closest to
0: the pin. Well, uh, the I believe the second-to-last team in the NFL in sacks had 30. Do you know how many the Raiders had last year? I'm going to say 10. Yep. Pretty close. They had 13 sacks last year. Wow. That almost seems impossible. <laughs> I mean, players get 13 sacks in like a half a year. There was like... In I believe, a year. Plus. I believe at least 10 players had as many sacks or, or more than the Raiders.
1: Yeah. So do you want to hear some money stats about this? Sure. Yeah. Who wants to hear it? They're pretty phenomenal. So Antonio Brown will now count more against the Steelers cap while not playing for the team. $21.1 million than any other wide receiver will count for his own team in 2019. That is crazy. One more. As of right now, the $21.1 million cap hit is more than 17 teams will have allocated for all of their wide receivers combined. Wow. Good
0: luck, it, Pittsburgh. It is 11% of the total cap is dead money for the Steelers from this move. But, I, I mean, they had to do it. it was, yep, they are to yeah. the point of no return.
1: Yeah, I agree. Or do you keep them and find them?
0: That's true.
2: They don't want to go through that again.
0: See, yeah, they already went through it. with.
1: So there's a, there's a very real possibility that at this time later this week, because that's when free agency starts, right? Yep. So later this week that there will be another offer very similar to this one for Le'Veon Bell, also to Oakland.
0: Hmm, that was something you could bet on on a, a certain website in Antigua I might visit, <laughs> is uh, will Brown and Bell be on the same team next year? And uh, it was like eight to one odds. I thought that'd be a fun bet. Maybe they
1: will. I think I might, might throw in on that one. So do you guys,
0: do you guys still trust that the Steelers are a good team? Nope. The James Conner, Juju Smith offense. I think top. they'll still be
1: pretty good. I mean, Juju showed last year he can pretty much take over the team. And and who was that? Was it Washington? James Washington? Yeah. That they, they drafted last year looked pretty competent. And another year in the system, I think he's gonna be make that second year jump. So, not yeah. worried. Connor looked a little bit sluggish when he got towards the end of the season. Didn't show quite the same I guess you explosiveness could, as earlier. but I guess
0: you could argue all the years with Brown and Bell. They never made a Super Bowl. So is it that bad to move on from them? No, it's fine.
1: I think there's a period they want to get rid of the headache and, yeah. and off the field antics of both those two. and So maybe it's so a, it.
0: a plus.
2: So does is Mr. Big Chess going to be Randy Moss or Jerry Rice?
0: Mm, that's a good question. Moss was a failure in Oakland. I'm gonna lead Rice was Moss. a success. Well, if if he's going to be Moss, um, it's going to be really unfortunate when the Patriots get him next year, and he has <laughs> twenty four touchdowns. <laughs> Three years, fifty million.
2: He yeah, structured the, his contract.
0: Yeah, and he got thirty million guaranteed, which was the big thing. He wanted yep. money up front, so even if this is a disaster on the Raiders' end and they want to cut him after a year or two, he still ended up getting paid.
1: I just I just want to applaud the 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 Steelers for actually keeping to their word. One, they got rid of them. Two, that they didn't go ship them to New England. Yeah, and even the, though that number round, like that first round draft pick, that was very deep rumor. So we'll we'll put that for what it is. But first round's a first round, and they decided, uh, no, not going to happen.
2: Yeah. So speaking of guaranteed money, Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. and D Ford have the same agent and the big thing with bell is guaranteed money but the packers are rumored to have interest in d ford 27 years old franchise tag off of the chiefs tampering process begins monday
1: i personally don't like the idea of bringing in d ford i think he's very similar what you have in nick perry
0: Except he's had a couple pretty good seasons. But he's injury prone. How's that? And One season he was injured.
1: Right. It's plenty enough for me. Didn't want to stay away and play that kind of money.
0: I guess he had uh,
1: 13 sacks last year.
0: And you know, I like to check in on: did he overachieve, underachieve, get lucky? Nope. He had 29 QB hits, right at 45 percent, the league rate, and for his career, 69 QB hits. Thirty and a half sacks, 44%. So he's been legit. He hasn't been, his numbers haven't been boosted by good luck. So talking about QB pressures, he actually had 78, which
2: led the league in 2018 with, thir- of course, the 13 sacks and seven mm-hmm. forced fumbles. No edge defender for the Packers had more than 30. Yeah. It took Clay Matthews 376 pass rush snaps to even get to 30.
0: Yeah, which, and... Just to uh, be clear, I'm talking about QB hits and time right. of pressures, which are pressures, two different yeah. things. So pressures, well, I think, pressures are pretty important. Well, yeah, because if it's third down and you pressure the quarterback to throw the ball away, that's just as good as a sack, pretty much.
1: Definitely. So, I get the idea of franchise taking somebody as you're moving in from a four three to a, from a three four to a four three. I'm not sure. There was rumors even with Kansas City that they weren't gonna. Keep him anyway, their franchise, take him for the point of getting dealt. They were a little bit unsure of how he'd hold up after the back surgery coming off of what was it, 2017? So mm-hmm. he had a good year in yeah. 2018. I just think the amount of money you're going to pay for him, I'd rather have that readdressed to the secondary and then get it like a Darius Smith that you're not going to pay as much for that showed eight and a half sacks with 25 QB hits and on the upswing of a career. So
2: I guess the only thing that, that, I kind of question with getting like Zadarius Smith is
0: why not just keep Perry then? I think it's just that Perry's so unreliable. Right. He had one, he's had one good oh, season yeah. with the Packers. I get it. But I mean, money he got, wise. He got paid big time for that one good season, but I, I just don't think you can count on him. And edge rush is the Packers biggest weakness. Very true. I know. I get your point. I'm Andy.
2: not trying to defend Perry at all. Yeah. Because so, I agree he so, should be cut. But. So
1: after he got paid, he had that really good year where he, Started 12 games, played in 14, where he had 11 sacks, 50, 52 combos, like tackles, and 16 QB hits. So he was kind of underperformed even there from that perspective. Can anybody guess how many games he started since then?
0: Over the last how many years? Since his good year in 2016. 2016. So the last two years, how many games has he started? Um, I would say total he started seven games last 2 years uh i would say like 14 started 20 total oh i i really don't know so trusted he actually repair. played yeah, a decent
1: amount and has shown up not at all yeah
0: that's more I, concerning i didn't realize he's even playing that much i think his snap counts were down obviously yeah they definitely were cuz
2: you don't you didn't, you didn't see him a lot out there cuz of fackerel's
0: um emergence i guess but and I, I get your point andy about you could pay less for Zaderius Smith and not have to trade for him? D4, do you have to trade for and give a big contract? Uh, that would be the
2: big question is the contract. And, and the Packers really work their contracts in a different way where they actually do a lot of incentives and stuff to kind of give them almost that guarantee.
1: So they kind of work them in different ways. So they might be able to do it, but... Plus, I'd also like to see what they're going to do. I mean, and speaking of like restructuring contracts, the idea that they're still doing to do that same thing with Jimmy Graham's contract... Mm-hmm and seeing also to try to keep Perry if he'd restructure his.
0: I just desperately want them to add pass rush help before the draft because if we don't, then there is so much pressure to get an edge rusher and a good rookie in the first round, especially with that pick 12 overall. Mm -hmm. Because if you wait till 30 overall, you don't even know who's going to be there. I heard uh, it might take the Packers second to get D Ford, I don't know if that feels like too much considering. I think it feels too much if you get rid of any
2: of the first round picks. I wouldn't give up a first round. So, But they have the draft capital to make the
0: move. Yeah, I that second round pick is nice. Uh, I've been, it is. I've been eyeing up uh, an O-lineman there. There's a guy from Texas A&M, Eric McCoy, who could play guard. So I'm really hoping uh Yeah, no, that would be a good pick. I um, would
2: I would think third maybe, third and Like what, sixth or something like that? Down, down a little bit lower. Two picks, maybe. You would hope if Antonio Brown just got moved for a third and a fifth. Definitely. So yeah, kind of comparison wise, Allen to the Vikings trade. I think that was a third and a sixth, or maybe a little different. I don't remember. But um, so that kind of comparison wise, he was. I think Allen was a little younger than Ford, if I remember, Um, or maybe a little older, but. So so comparison wise you're kinda of looking at that. So but another interesting thing is Mike Smith, the linebackers coach, he worked with D Ford. And um Ford said that Smith helped him develop into the player he is today too. So that could be an interesting thing in that he maybe would want to play with Yeah, that's with true. Smith
0: again. What about Houston? Justin Houston, mm-hmm. who was uh just released rather mm-hmm. than pay him, I think, fifteen million. Uh I wouldn't mind. He had that monster year where he had like twenty-two sacks, and he's never replicated that. But he still had seasons of like right around nine or ten. He's still a very useful player. I would love to get him if we could get him at a reasonable price.
1: Because that's I mean, at least one another one you're signing and you're not giving up any draft capital for.
0: Right, I'd be completely fine with uh, targeting him. I just I want them to bring in somebody yeah. in free agency. I think you yeah. gotta find someone. I think the the more
2: we we look at it. You don't want to overspend, is the one thing. Yeah, because so, the
0: Packers have money, but not that much money. They have about thirty-six million, right?
2: But yeah, it it'll be interesting because the 40 ers are going after edge rushers. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams out there that are actually going after edge rushers. So uh, the free agency might get out of hand, yeah. So to a, say, I mean, a, edge rusher is one of the most important positions. I would I would think next to a quarterback yeah personally we
0: talked about that seems to be the position that gets the second most uh investment in terms of cap and draft capital yeah there's a lot of players out there a lot of players in the draft I,
2: I think they'll they'll find somebody obviously Goot Goot uh did his magic last year finding finding some people of course a lot of them didn't work out but but we'll
0: see what he can do this year for sure now what about the other guy I heard uh the Packers are rumored to be interested in Ian Rappaport said free agent running back Mark Ingram is on the Bears and Packers radar. Interesting. Do you have any interest in Mark Ingram? He's 29. Maybe he wants to follow in his dad's footsteps. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, not not jail, but <laughs> but play for play, the play Packers, for the Packers. You know, before uh, before you told me that, I had no idea they were related. Frank Frank rubs off on me a little bit his that knowledge. Is, that's a good pull because he's a very only good only one season in '95. I, ca-
2: I call them bombs, <laughs> not Wolgebombs, bombs. They're cos bombs. There you ha- go. How do you spell Cos for that,
0: though? Your last name's always a uh, point of contention. K O Z. Okay, because no wonder people leave the ass out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did that heart? ever get fixed? By the way, let's flash back to that story. Um, Do you have a new jersey it's, yet? It's
0: in the process of
2: getting fixed, so you have a long. Did you
1: did you ask for the proof of it just to make sure? Just so we're not gonna mess it up again.
0: I, I trusted my brother-in-law to to hopefully. Well, you
1: did that one time, so. and look what happened.
0: You have a long family history of uh, giving your guys a nickname that eliminates a letter. Yeah, <laughs> name. So I think it's you, kind of asking for it.
2: I mean, I it was okay. I was fine with it. Speaking of Mark Ingram
1: Jr., um, that, that's kind of interesting. I'm not sure. Why do we think we need him? I guess that's a good compliment back to Aaron Jones. Can
2: we concentrate yeah. on a defense? Let's stop getting these yeah. offensive players. I'm so not too I worried would,
1: about the offense, to be honest. So, uh, I'm more worried about the line than I am. Car-
0: Car- Carlos. Skill players. That's how it is. Carlos Hyde signed with the Chiefs for one year, $2.8 If we could give that deal to Ingram, I'd love him. Otherwise, no. I do not get spending money on a running back. Uh-uh. We have Jones and Williams. I know he's like a better it, version of uh, Jamal Williams. I mean, they are pretty concerned about Jones' weight. He hasn't been working out, obviously. And he ended the last two seasons on IR, but right, it is kind of interesting that every Packers fan has beaten the Aaron Jones drum, and now we're talking about maybe needing a free agent running back. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have an elite one, you're always trying to find one. My philosophy for this, I think, should be if, if you're an elite back, you earn a second contract. The... Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordons of the world. Well, he's got to still earn his own he, But Yes, he's I, still he's looking He's obviously earn. earning it. I think everyone else, you just draft rookies and see them through their rookie deal, like Eddie Lacy, and then they're done. Yeah. So I, that's... Brandon Jackson. I think they'd be fine with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and draft another rookie. And I don't think we need to mess around with free agents, so... That's just my opinion I'm, I'm good with that We need to work like on our said, defense for sure So Defense has a lot of holes A lot more
1: issues There So speaking of the Chiefs They uh, This is how they're spending $29 million in 2019 Quarterback Patrick Mahomes $1.95 million. Running back Carlos Hyde $2.8 million. Running back Damian Williams $1.2 million. Tyreek Hill $2 million, As Pete mentioned for now Sammy Watkins twelve point two million, and Travis Kelsey at eight point seven five million. So
0: there's a lot of value there.
1: Which, Sign me up for that.
0: And I guess you know they're they're looking at moving on from all these guys on defense, which is interesting, especially edge rushers. But the Chiefs led the NFL in sacks and did not have a good defense. So no, they were yeah. one of the
1: worst
2: defenses. But that that just kind of shows that they don't want to pay these guys because Mahomes and Hill are going to cost them a. Pretty petty. of money.
0: There is talk of Hill becoming the first $100 million wide receiver. Yeah, Mahomes
2: is going to get paid.
0: And Mahomes, they have a little bit of time, though, because they'll keep oh, him yeah. cheap through his fifth-year yeah. option. But after that, yeah, look out.
1: But I'm talking about hitting a home run, and that's a lot of Dorsey. Yeah. So Dorsey built, he kind of built that team, and now he's going to Cleveland, So, which is interesting because you saw him on hard knocks. I don't know, for those of you guys that actually watch Hard Knocks. Love hard he, knocks, yeah. he didn't look like the most competent GM I've ever seen, but somehow he builds these teams really well. So,
2: well, I mean, we had Ted Thompson for how many years? That guy didn't well, look competent at all.
1: Well, he at least hit it to the fact where he wouldn't say anything or he'd be very elusive well, to what he, he said. So,
2: French frat taters.
1: <laughs> and didn't allow him to be on Hard Knocks so he could expose himself. So.
0: Dorsey learned under thompson and some of the reason he got fired in kansas city was the ownership did not like uh how he didn't really have a bond with the players and yeah the silos he uh he cut jeremy macklin by text message (laughs) that that's very ted-like but oh that reminds uh, me
2: of being a child when i dumped a girl on aol messenger i don't think she's listening to the podcast jeremy
1: Jeremy, um, if you're getting this on the iPad, the team iPad, can you go ahead and bring that in because you're fired? Whoa, what's this? Pete just set his aim status to <laughs> single. <laughs> you just aged yourself phenomenally. Yeah. I re- <laughs> you like aim? Yeah. What is aim? <laughs> you got single.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were
2: the days sorry i'm derailing us a lot tonight
0: back when in the days it used to be going on the internet was an activity you did it was like (laughs) i feel like do you guys want to go on the internet i'm like yeah let's go on the internet and then you all go to the computer and go on the internet yeah it was a fun time that's how old we are now it's like there's just internet all right wait wait
1: wait. so what is the over under for your guys is how many chat windows or instant messaging windows did you guys have open from aim oh man i don't know
2: I didn't I have many, so
0: many. I can remember just like a ton of them, and yeah, you'd see when messages start popping up from like so much homework many, to do. Yeah, this is too so many, many people, chat
1: windows. Too many people to keep track of. I even figured out a way like to optimally like size the windows so you could fit the most of them. You <laughs> just wait for them to flash. Oh,
0: man. Think I about. I don't even know
2: what you guys are talking about. Think about Too many this. Uh, <laughs> think about
0: this, kids. I didn't have a cell phone freshman year of college. I mainly communicated with people by AIM, and then just ventured out into the world. It was like, and all hope, right, and hope for the best. Yeah, I hope they're where they said they'd be. <laughs> Probably not, though.
1: So, does anybody have anything to share as far as like something to watch, something to read? Because um, I have something. If you, we can exit with that if you'd like. Otherwise, I can just share it. Something to watch. I'll start while you guys scramble to figure I, out something. I do have something I just want to I make gave sure up I get on the, the losers right. documentary. So Netflix has a 2000s documentary series. Oh, I saw that. I didn't watch it, but So I started watching some of that. It's actually pretty good. Um but it did bring up a lot of these things we're talking about with the idea that AOL had such a huge market share in the 2000s where they bought Time Warner and that was a big like oh my oh my god what's happening that the an online venture uh or firm that was run by a bunch of like 20-year-olds bought out like this ancient uh production company but then how quickly they went from a stock of like $40 or whatever to like 2 hmm. in a, in an instant because nobody really wanted to pay those up like those high prices for this wrapped software that gave you sort of the internet but it was mm-hmm. all whatever they wanted wanted you to have and they're like, screw this. I can do the internet better than you guys. So they just went to free browsers and whatever else. And that was the end of it. Well, but I recommend watching that, especially if one, if you're a little bit older and want to know about our our times. <laughs> and two, it's a good reminiscing for us because that was our growing up years. So how about you guys? So for the, you guys? the
0: thing uh, I wanted to mention, uh, I was going to mention this on the past one, but it came up one time when we were playing um, Find the Fiction. You would reference the... Team USA, Miracle on Ice, about uh, the American player, I think it was Jim Craig, playing uh, video games games with a Russian player, and that never gets talked about because, uh, you know, you want to make them seem like big rivals. But the HBO doc, it's from 2001, called Do You Believe in Miracles. They just had the 39-year anniversary of when that happened. So it's coming up on 40 years next year. I highly recommend that doc. It's one of my favorite, not just sports docs, but... Any documentary about time. It, it shows the Russian side of things too, which is interesting. They interview some of the players and journalists who covered it. It's just, it's such a crazy upset. So, when was it produced? The documentary's from 2001. But the good thing about that is her books was still alive, the coach. True. So, they, that's pretty with him. That's
1: kind of interesting because it's pretty amazing they let him even talk about that because it's still pretty taboo for them to. You could fear for their safety a little bit still to this day
0: Yeah, you might have an easier time of yeah, pulling this off back then Than maybe you would even today But, it's a good one Um, I got
2: a movie Alright, so alright, I like it, it's alright yeah, I don't know, Mike doesn't like movies though But uh, it's, a, it's kind of a band of kids who live in a neighborhood in Oregon They attempt to save their homes from demolition They find like a Spanish map um, so they go on a little adventure just watched um, this. to unearth a long lost fortune of a mm-hmm. of a famous pirate, seventeenth century pirate. During um, the adventure, they they're chased by a family of criminals, mm-hmm. um, and they just who who want the treasure to to themselves. So uh, it was a really good flick. I give it five stars. Did
0: um, you just see this one? Maybe Did you just watched this one recently. Probably. Was for the I'm first. Gonna, for gonna the go first go time? I'm gonna call shenanigans on that. One. <laughs> Did you watch it for the I'm first time? I'm pretty sure you have a tattoo of yeah, this. Yeah, I was say, oh, just oh. Let's see your uh, arm. Wait. No, no. Um, you have
1: a
2: Goonies tattoo. Hey, yeah, that's what it was called. Oh, the, the or- Goonies. Yes, Goonies. I think it was released in 1985, and directed by Steven Spielberg.
0: The Organ of Bones.
1: Yes. Play a flat.
0: Uh, pictures of power. In your world, Pete, that is the the definitive childhood movie.
1: Yeah. That's, a, that's thats a, it's definitely so it an holds 80s up definitive in time. movie it yeah. holds up in time oh my kids love that movie they just watched holds it up yeah
0: in time. it's a great kids movie
1: we just had a, a marathon of how to how to train your dragon Hold and it. then we saw the third
0: one yeah this uh, completed the trilogy right
1: yeah I was I actually really liked it that's not a good one if you have a family kids I think they'll enjoy it good life lessons anyway that's a good thing for people to share though if you have a, a good documentary or something to share with us you can definitely. We we'd love to hear about it
2: but hey it doesn't have to be now it can be from
1: the past yeah well i mean we just all did a, a pretty good pull of the 2000s documentary and came out a little bit ago yours was from 2001 and yours is from what 85 <laughs> good job you were listening it wasn't yeah. i just tried to remember but with that good 40th episode boys
0: yeah good times I think the non sports talk. Right? Whoever <laughs> I mean, enjoys that. If you enjoy randomness,
1: you're going to like this episode. Keep watching the Bucks. Goodbye, everybody. Can we keep this
0: in the podcast, please? <laughs> it's not making the podcast. No.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionable Follow us on Twitter at q to return and Instagram at questionable to return. You can also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash questionable to return. Follow each of the guys on Twitter for Andy at Andy the number nine M-A-N. Mike? at Mike R Daily and Pete at P cozy with a K junior JR J. please consider leaving us a 5 star review as well as sharing us with someone you know